Jeff, get off your phone. It's episode 105 of Kapow Cast. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> My headphones still aren't on. No? Nope. I turned you down by accident. Rightfully so. <laughs> Uh, okay, guys, Lincoln Podcast. <laughs> Today we will be doing a uh, full-on Black Panther review, just a little bit late. What's, why did you laugh at that? I don't know. There's <laughs> something sexual in the way you said full-on Black Panther. <laughs> why are you laughing? Oh, uh, boy. I am joined by Tony Vance. Hi. And Jeff Jefferson, of course. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounded like you were going to continue with nope. the sentence. <laughs> and Jeff Jefferson, who... <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Mike. We're not in good form today. We're in... This is the best episode ever so far. I think it's up there. <laughs> um, finally, we were able to get together and discuss the Black Panther movie. Yes, slash so movement. That'll be fun. Uh... But first, uh, I want to gauge your guys' reactions on two two things. Two things. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, we had the Venom trailer since the last episode, which literally dropped after, <laughs> like, <laughs> immediately after we recorded the last episode. Yeah. Fuckers. And uh, needless to say, the response to that has been lukewarm to cold. Yeah. Well, it is basically a teaser trailer. I think people are forgetting uh, what a teaser trailer means. Like, everybody just wants that immediate big boom. Yep. Instant gratification. I think it would have been yeah, I think go. it would have been better received if you just saw some kind of glimpse of Venom. Yeah, I agree. Whether it was just, like, a quick, like, Spider-Man, not bad comparison, but, like, Spider-Man <laughs> 3 quick flash or just something to, like... Yeah, like a little black tendril creeping up his neck or something. Like... Um, Apparently, somebody, I don't remember who said it online, but you can, I guess you can see when he's in the RMI machines, like something creeping up. Yeah. I watch things on my phone, so I can't see any of that shit. So uh, I don't know for sure. One video I watched on YouTube uh, was asking people to do a challenge to take the trailer and show somebody who knows nothing about comics and see if they would be able to guess what the movie was about. <laughs> And a lot of people said, like, they showed it to their mom, and, like, they were like, it looks like somebody with, like, PTSD, and he's dealing with, he's, like, running from the law. <laughs> it looks like some other, some people were like, it looks like a guy with cancer, and, like, all his, and he has, like, telekinesic powers, and yeah, what weird was stuff like telekinesis that. in the trailer? <laughs> um, so, <laughs> Venom is going to be a visual ink block, then. Yes. <laughs> I think so. Um... <clears throat> I've already had my trepidations about this film. Mm-hmm. This trailer did nothing to ease, but it didn't do anything else to... It was about what I expected. Yeah, I mean, I was expecting a teaser trailer, and I, it left me with some concerns, but I'm still going to go see it. That, it's, uh, a, it's a teaser trailer. That Tom Hardy voice was very weird. Yeah. Too. Like, I heard him talking. I'm like, that doesn't sound right. Weirder than his Bane voice, even. Yeah. Believe it or not. <laughs> so that happened. Um, the other bit, I think, was not, like, very, like, widely talked about. But apparently Joss Whedon is off the Batgirl movie. Yeah, I've seen that. And there's also been some stuff going around with, like, 
uh, Zack Snyder liking tweets that he got pulled off the movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. There's like, I don't know what's going on over there. I don't think they know what's going on over there. I think I would side with almost any director or star that left a Warner Brothers film because I, I just think it's the studio getting involved and it's, it, that's what's kind of fucking everything up. As soon as the studio is willing to step back and let the people that know the, the source material handle it, then I think we'll get some good shit. Hopefully. They also did like... Uh, to tag on that, they did like I guess they did a, a test screening of Aquaman. Yeah, yeah. And they're saying it's great. A lot yeah. of action. A lot of action. Very emotional. <laughs> it's gonna attack at your heart. So, so the movie's already wrapped up. Then yeah, I didn't know that. When's it supposed to be released? Uh, December. Ah. Uh, or November. Oh. December or November. One of the two. E. Some. <laughs> somewhere around there. Cool. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, I like I like Jason Momoa and everything, so I'll give it a look. I'm not a huge Aquaman fan, but it's a superhero movie, so why not? We're gonna see it anyways. Yep, gotta pay the bills. <laughs> um, We're getting paid for this now. <laughs> oh, you guys aren't. <laughs> I'm giving myself a raise. Um, that was all like the kind of big stuff going on like in the past couple weeks it really hasn't i can't think of anything else that really stands out there's just been a like it seems like every day i check stuff there's like more and more like check out new product images from avengers infinity war and it's like Mm -hmm. the same shit over and over i'm like oh my god i'm getting burnt out on all this stuff already like it's just every day it's like oh check out this new lego set (laughs) check out these cups check out these these shirts that you'll find in the kids section at walmart (laughs) Official Infinity War bananas. <laughs> Official Infinity seen, War spring water. Yet, so. Soap. You name it. It's coming. Yep. It's coming. <laughs> um, oh, I know. I said that. I just remembered another thing that happened. What? And I wanted to gauge, especially your guys' reactions, that uh, Marvel's apparently rebooting. Yes. They're, they're hitting the reboot <laughs> on, not the movies, on their comics. Yep. New numberings and again, all this fun stuff. Again, I mean, um, they were due for a reboot at this point. It sucks that they have to do this. It's kind of unprecedented. They've never had a hard reboot before. They just mm-hmm. went with a sliding timeline. They've had to reboot or at least retcon giant swaths of stuff in the past. Like I think, like entire story arcs from the Avengers have been like retconned into like. Uh, you know, a dream or like some, yeah, bizarre stuff like that because their writing had just gotten so bad that they had to restart it from a certain point. But I didn't know that Marvel ever took the Dallas approach. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was all a dream, <laughs> or you know, it was a delusion or like a hologram. They 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 know their outs, but this one is by far the largest that they've ever done. And in my opinion, having not read very much of the new stuff at all, but not liking what I've seen. And from a sales standpoint, it makes sense to just get rid of the... You just throw throw it all out. I say they should... <clears throat> keep in mind, I obviously don't run a million-dollar company or anything like that, but it would seem the best thing from a, a, a buyer standpoint would be to condense 
all your titles. Yes. You know, you don't need five different Spider-Man titles. You don't need five different X-Men titles. Um, you don't need five Avengers titles. No. You don't need, like, just copious amounts of different t- <clears throat> titles. and Like, you need like, one or two X-Men books. One or two Spider-Man books. Like, it makes it so hard, too, for any reader who might want to jump in. Yeah. Not to mention there being multiples of characters. Like, there's several Spider-Men hopping around right now, several Wolverines. Yeah. Several Captain Americas. It just makes it so hard for any average person to jump in, like, if they want to start reading comics, like, just confusion and hysteria. Mm-hmm. I think that's what the reboots have become now, is uh, jumping points for new readers. Yeah. Because that way it's it's a clean slate. You know, they don't have to really... Um, Try to figure out where. Yeah, it's a dope. And if they push marketing, then it'll get get a bunch of new readers. Hopefully. I wonder if what I've always wondered is we, we talk about that a lot, like the people wanting to jump in, like after seeing all these movies, like the success of them, like suddenly they want to jump in. And thinking about it now, like I don't know if that group or number of people that do that is really that large. No, I'm sure the jumping point's probably not as large as like the fan base that exists when it happens, but I'm sure they get enough to see it rewarding. And I say that loosely, like they see it. Like, mm-hmm. oh god, we got twelve new readers. <laughs> well, I mean But if those twelve new readers are fucking thirteen, they're buying every issue on the shelf. Mm-hmm. Because well, we were all thirteen at some point and money didn't really hold any matter other than to get us our books. Yeah. I mean, uh, at this point, the comic industry, at least for Marvel, is a side project for them. Their main cash cow is, of course, the movies. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the movies and... The, they were, and merchandising. Yeah. They were acting so much more than the books. Oh, yeah. And what a cash cow it has been, especially with Black Panther mm-hmm. coming out, and that seems as good a point as any. Ooh, segue. To jump into <laughs> our review. You think we had these planned, but we don't. <laughs> um, California surfers mm-hmm. riding the wave. <laughs> uh, now, I had said on here, you'd asked me before, Jeff, I think, because we had always talked about Ant-Man and Doctor Strange, like movies like that being the hard sell. Mm-hmm. And I remember being asked, do you think that this is the next hard sell? And I said, no. Yeah. Absolutely not. Like, this movie's going to be fine. And boy. I didn't think it was going to be this fine. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to lie. Like, Disney's a juggernaut now. It really is just they can put any movie out that they want, and it'll sell really well. That This movie has made more money than I would have ever imagined. Yeah. The marketing for it has been amazing. Like, really well done. I mean, like, they marketed... The movie's been marketed as a as a social movement for crying out loud. Mm-hmm. Like, it's worked like a charm. Everyone's gone and seen this movie. <laughs> and that's the thing. Like, the the box office they always try to track like early numbers mm-hmm. of how a movie's gonna do. They base it on like, uh, you know, pass and all this other stuff. This movie, like, I heard like five, six different numbers until finally. I'd seen an article, I forget where it was from, maybe like the Post or something, I don't know. 
but they were like, this movie is basically, it is impossible to track <laughs> because not only do you have, you have your comic book fans, which are going to see it, mm-hmm. but then you have another demographic that is going to see it that maybe not, they maybe would not have normally gone to see it. Mm-hmm. And that made it an anomaly, like impossible to be like, okay, this is what we're expecting. And, and I don't know if anybody expected it to do. What did it do? Like it's opening weekend, like 400 million something. Yeah. And it did like another 103 million this past weekend. That's yeah, insane. They, they said they were tracking it for like a, to break 600. Does anyone know what the, uh, how much it costs to make the movie? I do not know. Hmm. I, f- I feel like they're going to be fine, though. Yeah, I'm assuming they probably made their money back in the opening weekend. It is um, now currently, I think it is the highest grossing superhero movie opening weekend. Which is insane. Um, and it is also uh, the highest rated percentage-wise Marvel movie on Rotten Tomatoes. Which is... And has dethroned Iron Man 1. <laughs> which is insane as well. Finally. <laughs> And uh, I thought it, because when early reviews started coming out, it was impossible to avoid it. Mm-hmm. And people were like, oh, it's at 100%. It was at 100% for a good, like, one or two days. Yeah. And I was like, oh, shit. Because usually they, when, to, and too with Marvel movies, they'll come out and they'll start off at 100%. But once a couple more come in, like, then it starts to, you know, you start to get an idea. And I thought, it's going to drop. It'll, it'll get to, like, a 94 to 96%, I think. Mm-hmm. Wasn't too far off, but now it's sitting pretty at like a ninety-seven percent, and which is insane. Yeah, I, which I don't. I, I mean, I don't think it was a perfect movie, but but I would, you know, I think IMDb has a slightly lower score right now. I think it's at like seven point nine or something like that. Coincidentally enough, I think, and I mean, it, we can open up a debate about this if you want, but I don't. I don't know. Its audience score on Rotten Tomatoes, I think, is like a 79%. See, that's, you know, that I think is more in the range of what I, I think it's a more realistic score because, I mean. There were things about it that were not perfect. No, this movie wasn't fucking Citizen Kane or anything. I mean, it was just, it has such a gigantic hype train around it that it is getting seen in droves and everyone is being convinced that it's a perfect film when it's. I mean, in a lot of ways, a paint-by-numbers Marvel movie. It's kind of like the Wonder Woman syndrome. It's Yeah, and the movie's plot is almost exactly like Wonder Woman's as well, like very similar scripts for, as far as the storyboard and story goes itself. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, like, the cast was great. Yeah. Every single person, like, gave it all. And uh, in particular... Michael B. Jordan was really awesome. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed his villain, and I wish there was more of him in it. Yeah, there actually wasn't that much of him in it up until the latter half of the movie. This movie had a lot. It was a movie had a bit of a slow start, really. I mean, so it was like mostly most uh, Marvel movies. In yeah, my, in my opinion, a lot of them start off dragging their feet, and then about then we hit Act Two, and that's when everything uh, kind of. Speeds up a little bit. Was yeah. it me or did it at some point almost feel like two different movies? Do you mean um, like the way the plot worked? Yeah. I could see that because it was definitely two distinct. Because there was the whole claw plot. Yeah. 
and then it just kind of shifted into the the Killmonger yeah. part of it. Spoiler alert, by the way, everybody. We're going to yeah. be dropping spoilers. It's been out for a, week, a little over a week now, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it just kind of like, it almost felt like there was a... I don't want to say it felt like two complete separate movies, but it felt like there could have been two movies. Yeah. You could have had the movie with Claw as the villain, and then you could have had a movie with Killmonger as a villain. I mean, um, yeah, I could definitely see that. I felt that uh, Claw's place in the movie, they made him seem like the main villain throughout the entire first half of the movie, and then they switched gears utterly, which I thought was a shame. I thought there should have been more Claw in the movie. I really, I really like his character. It was interesting having... Bilbo and Smeagol in the movie at the same time. <laughs> there was speaking of uh, Bilbo and Smeagol, I I didn't know until this movie that um, what's his face, his name is uh, Agent Ross. Mm-hmm. Okay, so who was Tony talking to in Civil War? Was it that Ross or General Ross? Uh, I would assume General Ross, because Agent Ross is, was the liaison for. What part are we? What part in Civil War? Um, when he's talking to him on the phone. When he's talking to him on the phone. I'm pretty sure it was General Ross's voice. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I think so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, every every person that was this is the second Marvel movie I've seen. Actually, I don't know. Might be the third or fourth movie I've seen where literally every person in the cast has been perfect. Yeah. They were they were all pretty. I, I loved his uh, sister. His, his yeah, sister I did was, too. <laughs> she stole the show. Uh, <laughs> big fan of her, but yeah, she did. She was a. Uh, and I did not know that was Michonne. Oh, yep, the, uh, the Walking yep. Dead. Yep. I had no idea, and then I looked at I looked at the cast the other day, and I was like, "Where's your dreadlocks?" But apparently, <laughs> apparently, that's a wig. On the yep, it's yeah, been a wig since day one. Yep. You see her in the inter- in interviews. She yeah, she isn't wearing it. I had no idea. Yeah. It's all the magic of Hollywood, baby. That's why it pays to buy good wigs for your <laughs> Um And, uh, I mean, Chadwick Boseman was great mm-hmm. as T'Challa. I mean, I loved how, like, this movie almost, in the timeline-wise, takes place almost instantly after Civil War. Yeah. Like a week after, I think they said. Yeah, the um, yeah, I believe it was a week later. And Marvel's getting a little bit more ballsy with that as far as... You know, most people, general knowledge, thought, thought the movies, then when they came out, that was the timeline they have happened. Mm-hmm. And now they're mixing it up more and more. Like, this one happens like a week after Civil War. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 takes place Three almost, after yeah, almost immediately after the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have, like, where Infinity War is going to pick up, like, there. So it's going to be some time after Guardians 2. And Somebody on one of the, the Facebook groups. <laughs> Did a like a flow chart, mm-hmm. like you know how they the, the announcement panel mm-hmm. for all the movies. They did a flow chart as to where the timeline goes, and it's literally like <laughs> like all over the place. There was somebody that used to have a, a page. They uh, they would constantly update it with every Marvel movie came out, and they started doing this probably around like the first Avengers, and it was like a really thorough timeline. And like every time a new Marvel movie would come out, I'd run and I'd check it. Hmm. But they've since I think they've stopped doing it because I think it's just become too much. I can imagine to try to figure out because there's still that whole like Spider-Man Homecoming ordeal which we won't even get into. <laughs> but 
Because I remember uh, there was an article, and they said that Marvel does plan on releasing, and I wonder if it's going to be after Infinity War. They do plan on releasing, like, a official timeline. Really? Of events and everything. As soon as they can figure it out themselves. Yeah. 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 (laughs) But it would be nice for them to finally have something concrete so they don't have to... Have do something argue. like a like a Spider-Man Homecoming where they put this in and then it almost seems like they have to like make excuses for why they oh well this place place here and here well you know just to have something concrete where it's like okay this is oh. <laughs> this is what it is um, but anyways back to Black Panther yeah the movie visually is a treat. I mean, it, for me, it was, and it wasn't like the backdrop, the scenery. It was really beautiful, vibrant, bright colors. But at times, I felt the CG seemed a little the, low rent. The for, action? Yeah. Like, the action CG seemed a little wonky. Yeah, and then, like, the rhinoceroses in it. Can we talk about those for a minute? Yeah, the war rhinoceroses. <laughs> Can we please... St- I, wanna, I don't mean to stop the show, like, dead in its tracks, but uh, I'm not overly familiar with Black Panther. Is that a thing? I don't remember. I'm not over. I don't remember there ever being a, th- a thing. No, I anything? mean, like depending on what comic you've read, I'm, they probably have at some point. But I just know for me, somebody who, even though I'm a comic book fan, but I've never really read a Black Panther book. My most knowledge of Black Panther comes from like Ultimate Avengers. Yeah. Um, I was like, what the fuck? I mean, you'd think a hyper advanced civilization would use like I don't know hover tanks and not rhinoceroses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're really big into the whole uh, Africa motif, I guess. So, who knows? And it, it it was cool seeing like that part of the world. Um, with the Marvel movies, especially when they take place on Earth, we get so used to seeing kind of like the same. It tends to be around New York type of stuff, and to see something like Wakanda and see that kind of culture and stuff. I'm gonna. It was. At times it was it was looked really good. It was a beautiful like the colors mm-hmm. and just everything like the wardrobes like it looked really oh, yeah. good. The costume and set designs were excellent. It was oh it was great. Um, uh, what else? But I do agree with you that some of the action CGI looked a little wonky. And it there reminded was even, me of like the first Captain America. Yeah, and there was even parts. That you could kind of tell were green screen. Yeah. Like the backdrop. Yeah, which is nuts. It makes me wonder, what was the budget for this movie? Like, but I don't know. I mean, it didn't like, it was just surprising. It didn't like take away from the movie for me or anything. It was just, Mm -hmm. like after seeing Doctor Strange, Mm -hmm. which was, you know, like gorgeous visually, I would have figured the CG would be on par with this one, but I don't, I don't know. They went with a different direction, I guess. I mean, and they're not hurting for it, obviously, so. Do you think that maybe, uh. Uh, Doctor Strange opening weekend and its overall maybe draw back a budget for the um, CG on films following. It's possible. Maybe they didn't want to put as much into it. Yeah. Not uh-huh. knowing if there would be a payoff or not because, like, I, with all the CG in Doctor Strange, it was, I would say, probably 90% of the budget. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, then when you factor in something like. Guardians, which also requires a lot of CG. Right. Thor Ragnarok. Right. Um, and Infinity War. Yeah. Oh, I think those those three that you just named off were no-brainers, though. <laughs> yeah. I think they'll, they'll front the bill on those ones because they're like, well, pfft. 
people are seeing proven properties. Yeah. yeah, I guess people are. I don't know. Maybe they hedge their bets with this one. But mm-hmm. um, I uh, I can say that I when you showed us the hot toy the other day. The oh, the the. the toy, I was like, what the hell? With the well, the purple lights. Yeah. And now that, I get it. And which was, by the way, like a really cool. Um, Technological power. Very interesting, and like just how that suit came on, uh-huh. like a, it just appeared. Like that was fucking awesome. All right, I just want to say this. All right, I'm going to interject here for a quick second. Um, this movie has done something, in my opinion, that uh, the past few Marvel movies really haven't done: cemented new things into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. That now we this is our first actual site of nanotechnology mm-hmm. which then it kind of cements the process of like okay tony is probably going to have nanotech because wakanda's going to be like hey smart guy here you go <laughs> couldn't figure it out <laughs> like, which your fucking nanotech um not to mention just the the factor at the end when they open up wakanda to the whole world it's going to just introduce a Fucking shit ton of stuff. Yeah. And the thing I, I love about stuff like that, like the, like introducing all that stuff, is also like the characters. Like, like now people are like, I want to see uh, Shiri, his sister. Uh-huh. I want to see her interact with Tony Stark. Yeah. Oh yeah. Or I want to see her interact with Peter Parker. It's gonna be good. Bruce Banner, you know. And uh, scientists. The actress that plays her even said like she thinks it's like so cool that. That character is up to par with, you know, a Tony Stark and a Bruce Banner. Oh, science-wise, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. She's, she can hold her ground. And I love that, like, she's... She reminds me a lot of my sister, where she's both mature and immature at the exact same time. Mm-hmm. Um, and to kind of put that in the mix with, like, next to a Tony Stark, who's, you know, is very snarky, and uh, Peter Parker, who's just, you know, like a... Like a like a teenager around rock stars, <laughs> um, it's it's gonna be really cool chemistry to see, and I'm really excited. Like that stuff is the thing that is, it makes me more excited. And, and, you know, for me, I think now it's more about the big picture and how everybody's gonna interact more than just like how this individual film uh, was together. Like I, I I find myself more looking at okay, what did this bring in for the universe? Mm-hmm. Or is this just another plot device <clears throat> towards our big main event? Did you guys? Uh, oh, you said. I said what? Oh, I thought you were going to add something. Mm-mm. Okay, I refuse. <laughs> <laughs> did you guys? Uh, like we said, spoiler alerts. Did you guys see the whole twist coming of Killmonger basically being his cousin? Oh yeah, of his dad. You know. I knew they were going to be related somehow. I didn't know they were going to be cousins. Yeah, I, what was with those glowing purple lip tattoos? That was so bizarre. <laughs> like, you'd think that'd be, like, the most obvious thing in the world for a spy not to have a glow-in-the-dark tattoo, but... Nah. Nah, yeah. I don't know if it, like, only glows when it's around other vibranium or something. Maybe that was it, or Maybe. who knows? Did you... Well, I guess, like... I mean, did you expect it to be one of the kids that was outside? No. Uh, when I, all that happened? I did. Really? Uh-huh. You lying. No, I did. <laughs> there, there was the shot of the kids, but I thought, like, that shot was very discreet. It's not as obvious as most shots in film. Because I've seen, I'm, I didn't fall for it, just because, like, I've seen stuff like that before. I knew Killmonger's backstory a little bit, too, so that made it, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I, 
watched the Who is Killmonger video and, oh, yes, on YouTube. Kid, yeah. Killmonger. Um, what? Well, yeah. <laughs> so uh, when you have the plot explained to you. <laughs> like, I knew it all along. Um, I really uh, thought of the fight, actually the fight between T'Challa and Killmonger, the first one, mm-hmm. the um, challenge fight in the water, that was actually, I enjoyed that more than the final fight. I, yeah. I, I was saying the other day to somebody that I, I like the more of the um, hand-to-hand combat African-based fights more than the high-tech uh, yeah. fights. Like, I found them more interesting. I agree. Plus, it was practical effects as more so than uh, yeah. you know, CGI. Yeah, because you feel like a disconnect almost. Yeah, like when you're watching, say, like Civil War or uh, Winter Soldier, the fight scenes in that are really visceral and uh, fun to watch. And you get, like, a feeling of, like, you know, realism from it because it relies more... Uh, grounded. Yeah, it's more grounded. It relies more on practical effects, like wire fighting and stuff like that. Whereas most of the vast majority of the fight scenes in this movie were CGI used with a black, you know, in the Black Panther suit. And it, uh-huh. it seemed like I was watching, like, a fight scene from, like... A video game. Yeah, or, like, Hellboy or something where, like, you know, it's just really obviously CGI. I walked in the other night to work, and my uh, co-worker was watching it, and he was right at the end of the final battle. And this guy, he's kind of like, you know, he's a little bit of a loud mouth. And so, like, he's sitting there watching, and I'm watching it too, obviously. I'm not going to pass this up. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, oh, yeah, let's remove our helmet for the 15th fucking time. <laughs> and I was like, well, they kind of have to do that, because if they don't show their faces, the, you feel disconnected from the characters. Mm-hmm. I go, so it's a constant reminder, hey, there's people in these suits. He goes, oh, fuck that. Just fucking fight. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, this movie did definitely suffer from constant helmet removal. And, like, they had to give them new helmets just that so they could take them off and put them on more quickly. Uh, That's the Iron Man syndrome again. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I liked about it. That was one of the things I liked about Civil War is uh, Cap kept his helmet on the entire time. Mm -hmm. Every fight, he kept that on. Oh, really? Yeah. 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 I guess you're right. That's like a first. Yeah. Yeah. Because even like in Age of Ultron, like at the final battle, he just has it off. Like they didn't even like try to think of an excuse. Like he just literally shows up and doesn't have it on. Like he just left it on the Quinjet. (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) It got stuffy. I took it off. (laughs) Um, Did you know, side side device here, um, the the ending cut, the ending scene of the first Avengers where they're eating shawarma, Mm -hmm. do you know why Steve's not eating shawarma? Because he's he's wearing a prosthetic jaw because he was in the middle of uh, filming Snowpiercer when they. Oh, yeah, because he had a beard. That's also why his hand's sitting like in front of his face the entire time. Really? Yeah. That's so weird. (laughs) And I was like, wow, why couldn't DC do that? (laughs) They they went, yeah, they didn't do the Superman route with that one. Yeah, but I read that the other day and I was like, oh, I gotta tell these guys. That's so (laughs) weird. Um, I also thought uh, Black Panther, like, it was pretty ballsy, like, the whole. Even though you knew he wasn't dead, mm-hmm. but they played that card and they played it hard. Mm-hmm. To you know, and they played it for a good what fifteen minutes? Yeah. yeah, fifteen twenty minutes or so of the movie. And I was like, that's kind of ballsy. Like I like that. Yeah. I mean, everyone knew he wasn't dead, but yeah. <laughs> I, would say, I would say a vast of people knew that he wasn't dead. Um, there was there were some people in the, my theater when I seen it. They were like, what the fuck? 
<laughs> you're right, 15 minutes. Like Usually it's like five minutes when mm-hmm. you find out they're not dead. But they played it for like 15 minutes. At least like, it seemed like it may have been five, but it seemed yeah. like they played it. No, like I, I actually was like, wait, wait, wait. Does he die? Yeah, like, that, there was a good 15 minutes, I would say, because there's like three scenes or so mm-hmm. of just, just them escaping and getting to the... Uh, what you call it, the mountain dwelling tribe mm-hmm. of Wakanda. Mbako. Yep. That I liked it. him. Yeah, me too. I really liked him a he lot. Was, uh, this movie, thankfully, didn't have too much in the way of uh, like quippy people and comic relief, although it did have some. And he was a surprising comic relief character in it, and it wasn't very jarring. It was actually, it, was, ma- it made him an interesting character. I'm glad they changed his name. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. I was just say, that guy, that, that's ape man. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I don't think uh, calling him a uh, man ape would yeah, be. Yeah, it, would, it wouldn't fly as well. But I, I mean, I thought he was really cool, like he, as an imposing figure. And apparently, um, I guess the actor that played him mm-hmm. and Lupita Nago. They, I guess, were roommates in college. That's so bizarre. And they went and seen, like, the first Avengers together. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. And, like, and now they, like, they talked are. about, like, how, like, man, do you think we'll ever be in something like that? And that's, that's, it's just really cool, I think. Cool. Hell, yeah. That's, that's basically as cool as, like, Tom Hiddleston saying, you know, I, I went to the theater with my friends and seen, like, Iron Man, and, you know, I never would have thought that I would have been in this universe. It's like... That's really weird to think about. Like, yeah. We're now entering a new generation with these movies and the, these actors, and it's like, wow, these people actually probably seen the beginning of this. And, and I, I didn't realize until Steph pointed out to me that uh, the actor that played um, the boyfriend of uh, Michonne's character, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, that that was the guy that was in the main guy in Get Out. Yeah. Yeah. Which that movie, holy shit. I, still, I never saw I it. I haven't seen it, dude. The red box is always gone. <laughs> it's always gone, man. We we bought it on Black Friday. Uh-huh. And we'd never seen it, but we just kept you hearing. You bought a black movie on Black Friday? <laughs> you raised this piece of shit. Isn't that, isn't that what you're supposed to do? <laughs> Anyways, go on. We, uh, but we we bought it. We'd never seen it because we just kept hearing, like, all about it. and. Uh-huh. People were talking like, and I see it classified as like a thriller horror movie type deal, and I'm yeah. I'm I'm not gonna give anything away because you guys haven't seen it, but like mm-hmm. I'm watching it and I'm like, I don't understand how, and then like suddenly it starts. I'm like, it suddenly it just takes a fucking turn, and you're like, oh, oh. <laughs> Jordan Peele wrote and directed. That's yeah, so wild. It was. It was I, I strongly recommend checking that movie out. I won't. Okay, good. <laughs> your, your opinion means nothing to me. <laughs> But um, I can't. I mean, even before this movie, Black Panther came out. Like I was, I was flabbergasted by the cast they assembled. Mm-hmm. Like, and I maintain this, and I will stand by this. As far as standalone movies go, with like main characters and supporting cast, I think this movie may have one of, if not the best, all around uh, casts. Oh yeah, all very very talented. And it's. I don't know. It's it's one of those things where the stars aligned. It's a it's almost a Deadpool thing where yeah you can tell that this for everybody involved for many reasons was a labor of love mm-hmm. and like they poured their everything in regardless of what we thought of the CGI or whatever they put everything they had into it and it showed that they cared about it and it makes you enjoy the movie a lot more. Uh-huh. I'm getting real sick of people downplaying it, like. Those memes, have you seen them? No. Black Panther. My meme game isn't on point. <laughs> Black Panther, first black superhero, 
And then it's like the bottom picture is Blade. And he's like, well, did you say bitch? Yeah. And it's like, all right, Blade's an anti-hero that goes around fucking killing everybody. Like, it's- It kills vamp. Like, this is he so different. Too. Like, he didn't kill any humans. Yeah, he did. Who'd he kill? He killed a bunch of the little fucking dogs. The humans that were uh, vampire slaves. Um, I don't remember him killing any humans. Well, not in the first one anyways. Uh, I think it's the second one. Maybe it's the third one, too. Oh well, those don't count. Well, not to mention the first one's really hard for me to watch. The really, Blade movies, the other two, I can't really watch. The Blade movies are R-rated. Yeah. Yep. Um, but what's cool about Black Panther is it gives kids somebody to look up to and it's a somebody to identify with. Like, and the fact that now that they're <sighs> <laughs> the fact now that there's a group of people that. Otherwise, maybe didn't feel as represented in the Marvel universe. Granted, you know you what could about, say. What about were, Sam Wilson? That's what I was about to say. <laughs> Granted, you could say that what there about was the sidekicks. There was Falcon and <laughs> Nick Fury. And uh, yeah, that's true. There's Nick Fury, but he's not. He's not exactly a positive. War Machine. No. War Machine. Yeah. Um, but like the, you know those. I mean, to a less to an extent, yeah, they are kind of sidekick-ish characters. Like yeah. they didn't have their own thing. Like. To have something like this with, you know, the main character and, like, he's super strong and, like, just all around a badass, like... And he's got a Halo suit. I think that's awesome. And I think to have people that are downplaying it or people that are, like, for some reason sour about it... Yeah. ...is just incredibly, like... Racist. Yes. (laughs) Thank you, Jeff. (laughs) No mincing words here. It's It's the same thing with, like, Wonder Woman. Like, even though I didn't enjoy Wonder Woman as much as some, like, I didn't think it was, like, people think it should be nominated for an Oscar. Fuck no. Like, no, no. It was not Oscar-worthy. But I do think it's cool that there is now a section of people that are can identify with this character and Mm -hmm. take joy in it. Like, now I feel like as, you know, I am now represented on the screen. Like, I can... Relate and yeah, there's a character that I feel that I can relate to, connect with, and I think that's really awesome. Regardless of whether I hated or liked Black Panther, I thought the fact that it too it reached out to such a wide demographic and pulled in so many more people mm-hmm. to that maybe otherwise wouldn't have seen it. Like what I'm interested to see now is <clears throat> if all those people that went and seen it that never maybe really seen a Marvel movie before. Are they going to come back for Infinity War? Hmm. Probably. I mean, who the hell doesn't see the Avengers movies? <laughs> Even uh, people that don't like comics tend to watch those. Right. Um, but yeah, I felt uh, the movie... Social commentary aside. Yeah. If it, well, I came in trying to have no expectations, but it getting like a 10 out of 10 on Rotten Tomatoes and... You know, making so much money and people saying it's more than a movie, it's a movement. I was like, okay, this movie's probably going to be really, really good. And I watched it, and it, to me, it was almost identical to, like, Wonder Woman in terms of the plot. It was very, very similar. You know, this secret nation of hyper-advanced godlike beings. They, you know, hide from the rest of the world. They understand that the outside world's evil and they have to hide in order to protect it. And then there's the one who, you know, is the bravest among them that, you know, decides that we need to start exporting 
what you know what we can do for the rest of the world to make it better instead of being afraid of what it can do to us. And the villain was different, but you know the basic outline I felt was similar in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's an underlying theme with all superhero stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like this movie, in my opinion, is a uh, you know, it's a superhero movie. I mean, yeah. the backdrop is different. The plot is similar in a lot of ways. I wouldn't say it's a social movement, but if people are getting something positive from the movie, then more power to them. I think that's super cool. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to, like, downplay it. Like, if, if you feel like now, you know, you feel like, I could be a black Panther. You know, yeah. I could be a black Panther. I could, you know. I, I, I can't even remotely say anything negative because, I mean, I've walked out of, like, Civil War and Winter Soldier going... I'm going to go raise an American flag. <laughs> right. Well, like, and that's the thing. Like, I, I've seen some people post on Facebook, like, oh, it's probably, you know, Black Panther just looks like it's just going to be a bunch of overhyped people are already, like, going crazy about it. You know, nobody's giving it an honest opinion. You know, all this other stuff. And it's like, why, why you got to, like, listen, why you got to try to downplay it? Like, just let the, the people that are really enjoying it, that have really found something to take away from it and to connect with like let them have it like don't come try coming down on it just because you haven't grasped something with it right there's there's many 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 of professional critics out there that would have no issues giving you an honest review if it was a piece of shit movie Mm -hmm. (laughs) for sure there was there's no doubt in my mind just because like this this world is just fueled on negativity. Negativity sells better than positivity. The pink slime. <laughs> the pink slime. Exactly. Not positively charged. Um, yeah, like, I, I don't know. It's, you got to choose your words carefully. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Hot button um, topics and it, such. It, it is. <coughs> I mean, there are parts of the movie that I thought were interesting and innovative. Uh, things like the dichotomy between Killmonger and Black Panther... Is very similar to X Men in a lot of ways with uh, Magneto and Charles. You have your, your you Malcolm have, X. You have your Malcolm X and your MRK. Mark- yeah. Yep. yeah, I said that exact same thing to uh, Steph when we went and seen it. I was like, I was like, you know, it was kind of like a, a Malcolm X Martin Luther King thing where Killmonger was wanting to use like a aggression and force mm-hmm. to infl- to impose change, and uh, you know. The rest of the people are like, yeah, that's probably not <laughs> the best way to go about yeah. doing it. <laughs> it was interesting. Um, yeah, they definitely, through the marketing, too, they're able to have people that are, I mean, it sounds really jaded to say it like this, but they pretty much monetized the black power movement into a movie with this. Like, I mean, they call it a movement for crying out loud. It worked like a charm. Like, people are seeing this in droves. And, uh, and, you know what? It's it's to add on like you know you see people that are like that may seem like I don't understand what the big deal is. Mm-hmm. But if somebody I'm gonna go ahead and say it if it's a white person saying it like yeah you're not gonna understand it <laughs> because you've had your superheroes you've had your Iron Man your Batman your Superman your Captain America Spider Man uh, fucking we get the point yeah <laughs> you've literally had like. You don't, yeah, you're, you don't see it because you, you can. You, don't, you can't understand what this means to right. thousands of other people that felt like they haven't had their day in the sun when it comes to these Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for us, it's a norm. Like, it's... Ex- yeah. It's, 
It's nothing special to us. You said it when we were talking about Wonder Woman. You said it to me. You were like, you know, do you think as a man, you can't really see, or you're, you know, because you're a man and you've had your superhero, you know, you can chalk it up to white male privilege yeah, sort yeah. of deal. Yeah. It's sad, like, if, <clears throat> if I went out seeing this movie and then I um, didn't like it and I voiced the fact that I didn't like it, um, that I just thought it was just a, a garbage movie, like, I feel like I would probably be rained upon as a racist. Probably. Yeah. And, like, that's not the fact. Like, I, I, I will say, though, because uh, I don't think I've said it yet, like, in this movie I was uh, fully engulfed. I was too. Like I was, I was, I was in it till the end, uh, and I went to see it like on a, on a Friday, um, at like eleven thirty. I hadn't slept yet, and I'm usually out in bed like at ten a.m. after I get off work. So I was like, I was hesitant. I was like, oh, I don't know. Hmm. I'm, I'm probably gonna fall asleep. I fell asleep during Civil War, dude. I was awake, awake, alert, and I'm just, I was just in it. And the two hours, 15 minutes rolled out, and I was like, "That it's over? Wow. Hmm. That did not feel like two hours. That's the first time. I think it's months. longer than two hours, isn't it? Yeah. 15 was what yeah. I read. But, yeah, like, I was like, oh, thank God. Because, like, you know, I told you guys I had I had my quips, a lot of quips with Thor Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. And um, Guardians of the Galaxy 2 was kind of like a borderline with me. And this was the first one that I felt in months that, like, I was like, all right, this is up to par. Like, this is up to par with what Marvel was, had, had been doing, where I was loving everything they were doing. Mm-hmm. This is the first one in a while. Do you think um, it also really helps, too? Um, this was, for lack of better terms, when it comes to Marvel movies, this was a much more self-contained movie. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't yeah, riddled with a lot of Easter eggs or... Or nah, even characters that appeared in other movies. Right. I'd even, because uh, I went and seen it on a Saturday at like four. Mm-hmm. By the way, theater fucking sold out. Yeah. Um, but that morning I was at work and somebody had asked me if I'd seen it. And another person was like, oh, I went and seen it last night. Like, oh, what'd you think? And they're like, oh, it was all right. You know, it, it, you know, they're like, uh, there wasn't really a lot of like stuff from the other movies in it, though. And I just thought to myself, I'm like, is that and that's bad? <laughs> No, it's good for me. Because sometimes, like, that stuff can feel so forced and yeah. so, like... Like, I I had a lot of people, where the fuck was Cap? Well, who gives a shit where Cap was, to be Where's honest? the like, soul stones? Yeah, oh, uh, yeah. And they were like, well, he was in Wakanda. I go, well, technically, we've seen Winter Soldier, and he was on the outskirts of Wakanda, so, you know, Steve he might could, be even further outskirts. Yeah, he, he might not necessarily even be anywhere in Africa. Yeah. So it's just like you, you can't you can't go into those movies like, like you know <laughs> yeah you can you can want it but you can't Oddly take enough, it as a given yeah uh, I guess like the director and like the writers and stuff like that were talking about and they said that originally they did toy with the idea of them unthawing Bucky uh-huh. for the war at the end of the movie uh-huh. but then they were like Ooh. we don't know how it would have worked like having like. We're in trouble. Send in the white man. Just like (laughs) shooting down a bunch of. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's that's. I was like, yeah, I guess that would. Still partially brainwashed, so everybody's like, free car. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, Uh, that would have been slightly problematic. Yes. Yeah, I don't think that would have played out too well. I think uh, though the idea that like Bucky is almost on this like like because we see it in the post credit scene. 
we see uh, Bucky and Sherry, and they, they refer to him as uh, White Wolf. Yeah. But it almost looks like he's on, like, a spiritual journey, which I think is really cool and should be interesting to see if they tag on to that. Well, I didn't know this until I watched the end credits scene again. Uh, I found it on YouTube. But uh, they're apparently fixing his mind along with his arm. Mm-hmm. I didn't know they were fixing his mind also. Yeah. Which, yeah. Well, you can't have him yeah. killing everyone in the room every time you say, like, you know, yeah, a certain exactly. series of words. Exactly. Homecoming. <laughs> 11. Hey. hey. Cut that out. Don't joke around like that. Come on. Stop screwing with Bucky. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I, because that was my big stick with um, Avengers was, like, all right, somebody says those words and Bucky flips the switch and yeah. he's, he's the Winter Soldier again. And, yeah, like... They didn't need... This movie didn't need a Captain America. It didn't need a Bucky or an Easter egg of Thor or anything like that. This movie needed... It needed to stand on its own, and it did. I think that, like, having Captain America show up or Thor show up, it would have taken away a lot of the movie. And it's just the same for, like, uh, Doctor Strange and stuff like that. Like, they didn't have, like, other Marvel characters popping in and out. Like, these characters need to stand on their own before they can... Yeah. Join the rest of the fold, <laughs> DC. They gotta, they gotta, um, they prove themselves. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, so that's it. I mean, what more can you say about the movie? It it was it was a movie. Was a, I do agree with, with with you guys though. The backdrop was just beautiful. Mm-hmm. I thought like in, in like the ceremonies that they showed, like all they're, the different ceremonies. They're very unsafe, by the way. <laughs> they're all literally standing on the edge of a cliff. You just doing like this? Yeah. Or or whatever shoulder roll. Did you notice that uh, uh, what's his face's eye wasn't wonky? It was wonky. It was yeah, wonky. Yeah, it was very wonky. It was wonky. Yeah. Yeah. Times I caught him, it wasn't wonky. I was like, who kind of fixed his eye? So was Tachakas. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, what was with, was it like that in uh? Civil I don't know. Like at first, I didn't notice it, and then like then Steph they- leaned over and she was like. He has a long <laughs> Damn it. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> and that was... Good. This is the fucking drawback of this show. Is I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch it again. I'm going to notice it. I'm going to go, I can't unnotice it. Oh, you can't. <laughs> Are you looking at my eyes? <laughs> like, we're, we're currently doing the one Marvel movie a week, so we're almost at Winter Soldier, but, like, we actually just watched uh, Dark World. Ugh. Uh, <laughs> I liked Dark World, but so Civil War will be coming up, and then like I am going to be watching for that like a hawk. Like I want to see like because I was like maybe it was just because like in in Civil War he had glasses on. Yeah. But speaking though of like that whole scene in Black Panther, uh, I guess there's some speculation going around that even though the director said like they didn't put the Soul Stone in the movie for a specific reason because. There we have vibranium, and there's already kind of a lot going on. Mm-hmm. There's a theory that somewhere in there is the Soul Stone, and that's why the Wakandans are actually able to travel to that plane and speak to their relatives. Maybe seems like a stretch, but all these fan theories are some of them are really there's a there's a <laughs> separate one there's a separate one that uh, is that the Soul Stone is actually in another reality. And that you have to get all the other stones <laughs> to access it. I'm like, that sounds like a fucking video game. Sounds like, like Captain Planet. It um, does. I, I actually, I said when we were walking out that I was glad that the last Infinity Stone wasn't there because it, it kind of leaves you a little treat for the beginning of Infinity War. We're not fully set up. So it's yeah. like, where is this? Where the, is this thing? And like, the only like, thing, yeah. I mean, and I mean, this is where your, your preconceived notions kind of get the best of you. 
is because like a few months ago I had said like like how cool would it be because by then like Thor Ragnarok had came out so people were pretty much like well the Soul Stone's in Wakanda it has to show up uh-huh. in Black Panther and, and I was it like did not. I know and I was like well how cool would it be if like it is it's in Wakanda and, and the last end credit scene is like Thanos's ships coming down on Wakanda and then like the just you know yeah you said that before yeah kind of like a Thor the Thor Ragnarok thing I was like that'd be so awesome. I thought that was a lot cooler than the end credit scenes we got. <laughs> but, <laughs> but you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Tis what it is. Isn't so um, I guess we should go around and do our, our rating. All right. The old Kapow cast rating. <laughs> if you haven't listened before, get ready for a treat. Jeff. Yes. Black Panther. What would you give it? It was, I mean, I enjoyed it, but I think it was pretty much a paint-by-numbers Marvel movie, which I think they've all gotten very samey in a lot of ways, and I'm not like, it's continuing to be that way for it, in my opinion. So I'll give it seven white privileges out of ten. <laughs> I almost hate that when he starts, because he sets the bar so high. <laughs> <laughs> I, I seriously, like, I'm just like, man, God. Because I thought I had a good one, but now I'm questioning myself. <laughs> All right, Tony. Uh, so, so what I'm hearing is maybe we should end with Jeff from now on. I don't know, maybe. Like, I, I don't know. Like, it, like I, no, seriously, like, I'm questioning my rating system right now. I, I, I was sitting here going, man, that's really good. Yeah, use that one. Hopefully you'll go at least second. <laughs> I, I I will give Black Panther, though I, I agree with almost all the points uh, Jeff just said, was that it was a basically a paint-by-numbers, same formula. Um, but it was the first Marvel movie in months that I was actually engulfed in. So that was big bonus points. So I give it a 8.695 out of 10 Raging Rhinos. <laughs> I like that one. Um... I nearly went with that too. <laughs> I'm so mine is a little weird. I've been trying to think how to break this down mathematically. Yeah, you're gonna need Wakandan science. I'm to gonna help need you with Wakanda that. science to help break this down and figure it out. But um, some vibranium on your butthole. See how it works. Vibranium enema. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> I fucked this train up. I fucked this vibranium train up. <laughs> I am going to give it uh, a possible... Uh, <laughs> Wait, hold on. A possible? Yeah. No. One possible. <laughs> one possible. <laughs> Come on. I'm going to give it... Uh-oh. Eight out of ten lazy eyes. <laughs> One out of two lazy eyes. Yeah, one out of two lazy <laughs> eyes. I was like, do I do it by sets or do I do it by one eye? Like, I don't know. Because this movie had two of them in it. That you know of. That I know of. Until I'm watching it like in 4K and I'm like. No, no, everyone's got a lazy eye. <laughs> Everybody's looking this way and then this way. Is the whole world lazy eyes? <laughs> Wakanda's advanced beyond needing be, to be able to look at something with both eyes at the same time. I had a lazy eye, so this is okay for me to say, right? 
I think everybody has a little lazy eye pride. Oh, I had to wear a patch. <laughs> I know you told me. Yeah, times. I like to tell that yeah, story. Really like to boast about <laughs> Makes you patch. really popular when you're a kid, I'm sure. Yeah, in third grade, I was yeah. the fucking ball of the bell. Let me tell you, <laughs> it would like make you a little bit popular because you got the whole pirate thing going for you. But I guess if it didn't happen during Pirates of the Caribbean, it's yeah. not really that cool. But if it if it did, <laughs> you scored big. <laughs> Everybody going around, hey, David Jones! <laughs> Shoot up! <laughs> oh, good Lord. But, uh, you know, this was it. This was the last stop on our way to... Isn't that crazy? The Infinity mm-hmm. War. Like, it's now, like, two months away. Yeah. It's been a long ride. It's Everybody's a- going to die. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. That'd be I ho- great. I hope, a, I hope a few deaths happen, to be honest with you. Yeah, at least... Shake it up. I'm, ho- I'm, th- I'm hoping they Shake kill Cap. Shake it up. I'm, down. <laughs> I'm thinking Cap's gonna die in it. Yeah, I hope I hope they they actually do it right. Yeah, yeah. by getting by getting bitch slapped by Thanos like in the comic. Some cosplay. I hope he puts uh, like a, a glass cube on someone's head. <laughs> yeah. Some, so, dude, listen to this. Some cosplayer in the uh, I've seen it on the replica prop form. I think. Yeah. He uh, he made a Thanos get up. You know. He stands about 7.5 feet tall. Damn. And he made a severed head of Tony Stark that he carries around. The <laughs> I'm like, damn. That's okay, sweet. That's morbid as fuck. <laughs> and it's really good. Like, it's a really good severed head. It looks like um, Robert Downey Jr. That's cool. Iron oh, Man my God. Movie. It actually is Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we won't be getting any more Iron Man movies. <laughs> In the comics, Iron Man did get de- uh, decapitated in Infinity. Uh, yeah, yeah, he did. I forgot about that. Infinity Wolverine's that. bones got made into spongy rubber. Rub spongy rubber, yeah. He flopped on the ground. That was back before he could heal from fucking anything, including dying. All right, guys. Uh, <laughs> before we wrap things up, I got a couple of listeners' questions here. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> These actually came in last week, like, right after we got done recording, and I promised that we would ask answer them on this week's show. And we're actually doing it. And we're actually going to do it. We're um, men of our words. So the first one comes from our friends. Well, both of these are actually from uh, joint shows over at the Pod Bros Podcasting Network. Mm-hmm. Um, first one comes from Accidental Wrestling Fan. Which superhero is most similar to the following wrestling personalities? Crap, we should do these one at a time. Don't miss them all at <laughs> Okay. Ric Flair. Who's most like Ric Flair? I would say, uh, I would say Iron Man. Yeah. I could see that. Just because I think of the jet flying, limousine riding, kiss stealing, wheeling, dealing. Not to mention I could, I could see... The start, drinking. Like landing and then like doing the... Doing this, doing the nature boy strut, <laughs> and then giving out a big woo. Next time you put on your Iron Man suit, I want you to do that. <laughs> Old school uh, Nick Fury was a lot like uh, Ric Flair too, because yeah. he flew everywhere, banged lots Hasselhoff. of prostitutes, smoked cigars, That's drank true. a lot. <laughs> um, next up, the Undertaker. Um, let's see. The only one that comes to mind for me is for I mean, just because I'm associating the undead with the undead kind of uh-huh. is Ghost Rider. <laughs> yeah, you can do Ghost Rider or Solomon Grundy or yeah. Tombstone. Tombstone, yeah, or, or Cloak or, even. Or, or even Drax. Yeah, Drax or dry. Spawn. Oh, that's Dave Batista's next, so. <laughs> 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 
Uh, I associate him with most. Hmm. This one I actually I actually don't know. Uh, Bret Hart. I can't think of like any like whiny baby Canadians. <laughs> um, Sasquatch. <laughs> Vindicator. Yeah, I can see Vindicator. Vindicator's a good one. He's very Canadian. Um, <laughs> uh, the Rock. Jeez, that's a that's a tough one, really. Like, who's really The Rock already is a superhero. Yeah, exactly. Of my heart, <laughs> someone who's really, you know, uh, crap. Really crap. Really, oh. someone who's really <laughs> crap. <laughs> I almost want to say Tony Stark again. Like, oh. he's really full of himself, but he backs up what he. You know, he, he walks a walk and he talks the talk. The problem is, is like I'm so, because I, I, anytime now I think of The Rock, I just think of him now. Yeah. Like the celebrity, the movie star, Dwayne Johnson. Like I can't, I can't get that out of my head. <laughs> I think, yeah, that's where I stand too. So, okay, I'll put myself back into Wrestler Rock. Um Wrestler Rock, Wrestler Rock. <laughs> wrestle Rock, Wrestle Rock, Wrestle Rock, Wrestle Rock, Wrestle Rock, Wrestle Rock. rock, rock, rock. <laughs> Have to be damn. I'm gonna raise my chair. Who's a who's a who's a oh. loud mouth? That's so much better. Talker. I don't know, man. <laughs> uh, this one's hard. It, it is. Yeah. I didn't think. I didn't think this one would be hard. Do you want to move on to the next one? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's not gonna get any easier because when you say loud mouth shit talkers, um, Shawn Michaels. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> Hawkeye. Okay. Uh, yeah, I guess <laughs> pinpoint accuracy with that. Um, who's in music? Who's a character that got the limelight a lot, even though they were not very popular? I was gonna say Wolverine, but Wolverine was kind of like the opposite. Like yeah. he got the limelight because he was so, so popular. Over, yeah. Um, I know um, there are ones. Would he be like a Johnny Storm? Yeah, you could say that. Or someone that used politics to get their way a lot too. There's so there's Lex Luthor. Yeah, Lex Luthor. No way. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah, he was like a click mastermind. You know. Come on, demon! Stop giving us these tough ones. <laughs> <laughs> you son of a bitch. Um, we do have another question. What is it? Speaking of Johnny Storm. It's always as hard as the last one. <laughs> From uh, Downriver Top Team. Uh, another great show over on the Pod Bros Podcasting Network where you can Ooh. find us and tons of other great shows. There's a lot of them. <laughs> oh. Who wins in a cage fight? No superpowers allowed. Bobby Drake or Johnny Storm? You know. Bobby Drake. I would think Bobby Drake, too. I was going to say Johnny Storm because Johnny Storm's had, like, military training because he was in the Air Force, wasn't he? Yeah, but the X-Men... Bobby Drake would just try to fuck his ass. (laughs) (laughs) See, I knew him being gay would be thrown in there. (laughs) I mean, like... I uh, about the gay part of it. The X-Men literally train in... uh, He's a dirty uh, fighter. Yeah, and plus the X-Men train in... A simulation that could literally kill them <laughs> at any time. But he always has his powers. Not He's always, always allowed to use his powers. I imagine they train without their powers. You imagine it. Well, because <laughs> <Come> Johnny... <laughs> <laughs> Who 
can't say we can't use our imagination. Yeah, so I'm sure he's had. You're over unarmed. 30. You don't have an imagination anymore. <laughs> Damn it, he's right. <laughs> you ain't going back to Neverland. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Hey, yeah, I'm still going to go with Iceman on this one. Yeah, I'm, I'm sticking with Bobby Drake. I'm going to stick with Giant Storm just because Fuck I, I want to be different. <laughs> you just hate gay people. <laughs> <laughs> Love the blacks, hate the gays. <laughs> I don't know. You bought a black movie on Black Friday. That's what you're supposed to do, Tony. How do you house. celebrate? <laughs> Stay in my house. Cry. <laughs> I'm watch, glad that we can. Turbo Man. <laughs> I'm glad that we can have that this show can have a serious, like, racially fueled conversation. Yes. <laughs> and it's only getting it, mildly racist. And then it can we can flip a switch just like that. We show them our good side, and then we show them the, the racist side. <laughs> the disgusting <laughs> black side. <laughs> <laughs> Disgusting black side. <laughs> oh, holy shit. We just had our gawker moment over here. <laughs> I was uh, hoping nobody heard it, but no, not. I heard it and I wasn't going to let it go. Nope. I was like, <laughs> 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 I think that's a good point to stop. <laughs> yeah, we've already gone too far. We have been uh, I, we have been kicked off the Pod Bros Network. <laughs> uh, but no, seriously, check us out on the Pod Bros Podcasting Network. It's a good good place to find great shows. Dave's Nerd Companion is another one. If you'd like more comic based news and discussions, check that out. You fool. <laughs> yeah, you turkey. You can also uh, follow us on Facebook, Kapowcast2015. We also have a Twitter, at Kapowcast, which, uh, uh, unbeknownst to me, apparently, for the past two years of doing this show, our Facebook, or our, uh, our Twitter account has been set to private. <laughs> so I apologize to no one. <laughs> That is irony for the for the best. Part. I I will never forget John telling me that. Like, I'm mentioning I'm mentioning like how like oh, yeah your social media game needs to really pick it up. Like I don't even bother with Twitter because it doesn't seem like we get any you know feedback. And he's like, you look at his pause. He's like, yeah, I've been meaning to. Uh, There's another thing I was going to talk to you about. You guys' Twitter's on private, <laughs> and there's just this silence. I was just like. Are you kidding me right now? <laughs> you had the movie zoom in. Like, oh. The worst part about it is, he's, it's, I'm, I'm like, oh my gosh, are you kidding me? Oh my gosh, you know. And he's like, yeah, yeah. And it's quiet again. He's like, pretty sure I told you guys this like a year ago. <laughs> and I'm like, oh no. <laughs> Whoops a doodle. We're terrible people. So it's off private now, right? It is off private no, now. No, we're just going to, I mean, we already. Now the Facebook's private. Oh, okay. no, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, you can also find us on iTunes. Um, leave us a review. All those reviews help out and help go a long, beautiful way. Um, 
I know I said last time that our next show would be Gotham by Gaslight. We lied. Life happened, and time made a liar out of me. So hopefully, <laughs> hopefully next show we can work something out and get that out to you. Um, get it all the way out. Get it all. <laughs> Anything else? Currently in the midst of changing our RSS feed, so just a reminder, if you don't get an update as to a new episode, go unsubscribe and resubscribe again, and that should take care of the problem. Yes, if I'm trying not, to... <coughs> if not, let us know so we can fix the problem. We're, uh, we're trying to get that... I'm trying to get that squared away with John and trying to get that all figured out and Do set that. up. Yep. Okay. Fix it! <laughs> <laughs> Until next time, uh, I am Mike. I am Tony. Jeff, get off your phone. I'm Jeff. <laughs> I am Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting a wonky eye help. Give <laughs> uh, <laughs> me my vibranium smoothie. <laughs> Oh my gosh, Shawn Michaels could beat T'Chaka because he's got the lace. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's a good point to stop. See you next time on Kapowcast. Okay.